0: Hello and welcome to episode number 76 of the Product-Based Podcast. My name is Monica Little. I'm your host. And today we have special guest Ruthie Sterrett, that is talking about content creation, content planning, marketing, so many good insights that are going to help you to elevate your Instagram game, your marketing game, your business game in general. So I'm going to start off with saying that most of us know that the saying, if you build it, they will come isn't in fact true. I wish it was, but most of us as small business owners have flat out experienced this when we come out with an incredible product that we are so excited to share about, and then we hear crickets. The true saying is, if you build it and market it effectively, they will come. And that is a direct quote from today's special guest, Ruthie, who is sharing with you how to attract, nurture, and connect with your audience for more sales. A little bit about Ruthie. She is a marketing strategist, founder of the Consistency Corner, a marketing and content agency for small business owners. She helps businesses create consistent content that drives revenue through quarterly planning, simple marketing best practices, positive reinforcement, and accountability. She has found most small business owners are wearing so many hats that marketing often is inconsistent while they juggle all of the things. So she created the Consistency Corner to help you create simple content frameworks which build trust and lead to sales every month. This is a jam-packed episode talking about the main components of marketing, attract, nurture, convert, how this correlates to no like can trust. And we're going to talk about the holiday season, how you can get ahead of the holiday season, content planning, and really repurposing content to make your business easier on you. So you're in for a treat and let's bring a Ruthie on and dive into today's episode. Well, welcome Ruthie to the Product Biz Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here today. Hello.
1: Thanks, Monica. I'm really excited to have this conversation and chat all about content planning.
0: Yes, I know this is such a big topic, especially as we get into the holidays, and you are an expert on this. So I'm excited to pick your brain and just hear what you have to share. So before we dive in, I would love for you just to formally introduce yourself to the people listening. So tell us more about you, how you got to where you are, what you do now, and that whole story.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm Ruthie Starrett. I am a marketing strategist and founder of The Consistency Corner, a marketing agency for small businesses. And I... I'm a self-taught marketer who got my wings in the marketing world in corporate retail. And I had been in retail actually for 15 years, retail management and merchandising, was lucky enough to land a merchandising corporate role with a local retailer here. I'm based in Florida. And the marketing director at the time was a like pretty new college grad who knew a lot about marketing but didn't have any retail experience. And so I worked really closely with her because I was like, some of the things you're doing, like this doesn't make sense in retail. Like, Let's make it make sense. And when she left, the CEO asked me if I would be interested in stepping into a marketing role. And I said, well, I don't actually know what I'm doing, but I will figure it out. And I did. And I taught myself how to be a marketer And grew from being the marketing department, like just me, all by myself, to a true director, leading a team of eight employees and agency partners. And while I was there, you know, originally when I stepped into the role, that business was very, very product focused. And they were a third-party retailer, meaning they sold other brands' stuff that you could buy other places And I remember saying, like, it cannot just be about the product. Like, we have to shift the narrative. And I worked really hard to establish brand values and identify the ideal customer and then pushed really hard to have marketing strategies and content plans that supported those things. And we got consistent with it and saw over 900% growth in e-commerce in one year, which was incredible. Nice. Um, so I, I did that for about six years and I'm a mom of an eight-year-old. And when my son was in kindergarten, we were struggling a little bit with um, school and some different things. And at the time I was looking for a job that would give me a little bit more of a work life balance, maybe an opportunity to work for home, from home. And as it would come to find out, I wasn't meant to find that job because I was meant to create it. And I went out on my own and started my own agency in the spring of 2022. And my mission today is to help take marketing off of the plates of small business owners so that they can do other things and to grow my team to give other working moms the employment opportunities that I was looking for so that they can do work in their zone of genius, but also have time and space to care for themselves and their families.
0: Oh, my gosh. And I love how you said that you brought about – brought about brand values to the corporate office and um, that retailer that you're working for. And then when I hear your business of how you want to empower moms, like I can tell that that's one of your brand values. So yeah. I love to see how you bring that into practice too with your business. And I think this is so important. And I love how you said that you help small business owners really get this off their plate because at least from like the product-based business owner side, people love to create, they love to create their products. They love to come out with products. They love to make their products, but marketing, I feel like is such a mystified, kind of scary kind of unknown thing that people are like what do I do what do I share on Instagram how do I really connect with people so as we talk about with the small business owner what are some things that you really find important in terms of in your marketing plan in your business these are some things that you have to have that you have to have outlined to really make your mark with your business
1: yeah you know great product is the starting point. I mean, you have to have great product, but I think the listeners have great product. And unfortunately, we've been taught this lie of if you build it, they will come. Well, that's not true. If you build it and you market it effectively, they will come. And the thing to remember about effective marketing strategy is that it considers all phases of the funnel. So we have to be thinking about attract, nurture, and convert. And what I find is that most business owners spend way too much time in one of those three phases and not enough in the other two. And when you're trying to wear all the hats and do all the things like that's easy to do, you're probably going to lean into the one that like you're best at or you're most comfortable at. But then the other two are likely getting ignored. And so your funnel is not optimized. You're not You you know, maybe getting new eyes on your business or you're not converting the eyes that you are getting or you're not retaining customers because the nurture content isn't there. So first step is to really think about not just content because we want to start with the actual containers where we are doing marketing. What are the containers that we're going to use to attract, nurture, and convert? And with businesses who are busy, it's so easy to look into the marketplace and be like, I should be on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and Pinterest and Google. And I had need a blog and I had to have a podcast and I should be recording videos and running ads and like, Oh my God, it's so much. <laughs> and I will tell you, even from a corporate perspective, like when I had a team, we had to really look at our bandwidth because if we say we're going to do something and we can't do it consistently, we're just wasting our time. And in fact, my team, when I was there, like, we kept saying we should be on TikTok, we should be on TikTok. And I was like, we don't have the bandwidth to be on TikTok. So I'm not going to focus on it right now. And when we can get consistent with Instagram, maybe then we can layer in TikTok. Mm -hmm. But I would look at those three containers of attract, nurture, and convert and what we were using every quarter and say, okay, what is the intensity that we can contribute to this container in this quarter? And... In the next quarter, is there a new thing we want to layer on and only layer on one new thing at a time? And maybe that new thing that we're layering on is just an increase in consistency. So maybe instead of saying, I'm going to do Instagram and TikTok, maybe it's I'm going to take my Instagram and go from posting twice a week to five times a week and get really consistent at that. Because then we can take that quarter's worth of data. And analyze and understand what's working, and make tiny pivots and tweaks to get even better with those containers um, as we continue to plan for the future.
0: Mm-hmm. And there's oh, that's that's so good, and there's such a great analogy too that I like to refer back to. It's like building one bridge at a time there's so many small business owners and I did this too. So it's like speaking from my own experience when I first started with my small business is building like 18 different bridges at once. And then you look back and you're like, well, why aren't I seeing the progress that I want? Well, cool. You're literally building 18 bridges and your end goal is to get to that island that you need a bridge to. And you have 18 of them that are all 10% completed. Of course, you're not going to get there versus spending all of that effort on the one bridge, building that out fully. And Then you can go to the next bridge, and then you can go to the third one, and now you have all these different avenues getting to that end goal that you want. So I love how you said that because that's just such a beautiful. Example of just doing less, really slowing down and figuring out where you want to be. And this brought up for me too the um when threads came about a month or so ago. I remember when threads launched and everyone was like, Threads, 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 let's go on threads. And I was like, listen, people, please don't go on threads if it's gonna overwhelm you, if it's too much, if you have no capacity. Because number one, everyone's jumping on it now, but I feel like I don't hear or see anything about threads anymore. And number two, owning a product business, you don't even know if that platform is going to be conducive to sales? Is it like Twitter where it's more just chatty? And I don't don't even know because I'm not on Twitter, but is it more of just having conversations and text or is it actually images of the product you make and sell that can actually lead to sales? So I think that's such a great... Piece of feedback that you share, and because so many people just have this rat race mentality of doing all the things and then they end up getting nothing done, and then they wonder why, shoot, I'm in the same spot that I was six months ago, you know? Yeah,
1: and comparing ourselves to other brands that have a bigger team, that have a larger bandwidth. I mean, I was in the fitness space and led a team. I mean, I let it, like I said, I led a team of eight, it was an eight figure brand. But we would compare ourselves to Nike and Lululemon. Well, we're not Nike and Lululemon. Like we can't compare. You can't compare your chapter 10 to somebody else's chapter 100. So staying in your own lane and saying like, how can I get really good at this one thing? And giving it the time to actually work
0: before we jump
1: in and try to pursue something else.
0: Yes. So beautifully said. Okay. I want to go back to how you said attract, nurture, and connect. So can you just dive in and maybe define them a little bit more or what they are, how they work? So we have a little bit more context on. Yeah,
1: for sure. So attract, nurture, and convert are the three phases of the marketing funnel, and they can also be referred to as know, like, and trust. Mm -hmm. So Obviously, our goal is sales. Like, we know that. We all know that the goal is sales. But if people don't know our business exists, which is the attract phase, the beginning, and we don't help them learn to like us, which is the nurture phase, they're never going to trust us, which is the convert phase where they actually buy. And so... Like I said, I, I worked for a product-based business. And when I took over the brand um, marketing director role, we were spending almost all of our effort on convert strategies, You know, sending sales emails, writing posts that were by this thing. Um, even the ads that we were running were pretty much all retargeting ads because... Retargeting ads tend to have the highest return on ad spend because that's that's the goal. You're asking someone to buy who has already shown interest in your content. But what happens when you're not filling the top of your funnel and you don't have strategies to attract new customers, your audience is eventually going to get stagnant and your growth is going to flatline. So thinking about how am I getting new eyes on my business And then how am I nurturing those relationships with value add content that has nothing to do with buy my thing? And then, and the the reason we say it's a funnel, because the bottom is the smallest, then we're using strategies to get to sales. And so when we think about like, okay, well, our sales goal is whatever it is, well, then we need that this many, Content pieces or marketing strategies to drive conversions, but we need even more for nurture and we need even more for attract so that our audience is continuously getting bigger. So, thinking about all of those things, and like I said, identifying for the next quarter, the next six months, even the next year, as you're starting to plan for 2024, what are the containers that you are going to use for those three objectives? And then we can start to plan the content that we're going to put into those containers. And this is an analogy I use a lot with my clients about social media, that social media alone is not a marketing strategy. Just like a coffee cup isn't coffee. It's a container. Social media is a container. And it's likely going to be used for nurture and convert sometimes attract, you can go viral, you can get shares, there are some attract that's happening there. But for the most part, it's nurture and convert. And knowing that, then you can plan the type of content that you want to put out there. And like I said, you know, business owners tend to get really stuck typically in one of the phases. And so just having that awareness that we're going to have content pieces that do different things, will help us create better content so that we're not getting stuck in one phase or the other.
0: Mm, Love that. Love that distinction. And that's exactly what I want to talk about next as you talked about content planning and how it fits into these buckets. So tell me more about content planning because I know you have a lot of great insights as we get into the holiday season, how to really plan ahead, how to get ahead of the game, how to be consistent. I love how you mentioned that too. Like you have to be consistent in these areas depending on what platform that you choose. So share with us your strategy for content planning as we round out the rest of the year and the holiday season. Yeah, well, I will start by
1: saying that content planning is absolutely my most favorite thing in the whole wide world. Like, which is why I started the business that I started because I love, love to sit down with a calendar and really map this stuff out. And in my corporate career, the very first holiday that I was in charge of of marketing, um, we got to about December 27th and was like, Oh crap. We didn't plan for January because Mm -hmm. the holiday takes up so much of your energy. And it was just like, by the time we got to the finish line, it was like, I have to take a breath. But then it was like, oh no, we have to keep going. And so that was when I really realized how critical planning is. And just throwing up a post every day or, you know, throwing spaghetti at the wall with an email and wondering if it's going to work was not serving me and my team. And so when we sat down and said, what are we going to focus on from a content perspective over the course of the year? And I like to pencil in a plan for the year. And when I do that, I start with number one, holidays, especially in retail. Like what are the holidays that matter in your business and your um, type of product that you sell? Get those on the calendar first. Then we're going to look at the calendar and say, okay, when do I have specific product launches, whether you launch collections or you launch individual items at different times? Get those key volume driver launches on your calendar and then from there start to build out some campaigns. And when I say campaigns, it's like your content is all going to kind of fit into this theme. So as we go into the holidays, well, that's what your content is about. It's about gifting because that's what people are thinking about. And you sell a product that people can gift. And I actually have a gift for you guys. I have a six-week holiday content plan that I know Monica will link in the show notes, but you can get it at the consistencycorner.com slash holiday content planner. And it's six weeks of prompts. And those prompts come from my product-based retail experience of what worked from a campaign perspective and that you can plug in different products and different brands, but having those campaigns gives us a framework to then say, okay, within this four week campaign or six week campaign, or even a two week campaign, if it's between holidays, you know, kind of that weird, like 4th of July, back to school window is like a short campaign. Sometimes then you can plug in, okay, What's some of the long form content that I could create that's relevant during this time frame? Now, what are some emails that I can layer on that point back to that long form content? Now, what are some social posts that I can create to repurpose from that long form mm-hmm. content? And then sprinkle in some of those conversion driving buy the thing, here's the product type content pieces while having an overarching attract strategy with SEO? maybe with ads, with collaborations, those types of things. Yeah. And I just talked about a content plan that would literally take me a day to do. I just talked about it in like four minutes. So that (laughs) sounded like a lot, you guys, it is a lot and that's okay, but it's taking the time to step back and get your calendar and your pencil out. And that's Mm -hmm. the thing you write it in pencil, which I guess in this digital world, like like we type it, but you could, we're not typing on typewriters. Like you can erase it and start over, but having it written out for the year makes it when we sit down to plan for our quarter just that much easier because then we're like, okay, is this what I want to stick with or has something changed and I, and I need to make a pivot versus mm-hmm. every month or every quarter sitting down and being like, well, what are we going to talk about today, guys? Um, it just gives you that kind of recipe to follow.
0: Yeah. And I think one of the overarching concepts here is just having a plan instead of, like Mm -hmm. you said, throwing spaghetti at the wall and just waking up like, okay, what am I going to post today? Or being super reactive like, oh, shoot, I didn't post. Let me hurry up and like put whatever up on there. And that's something that I used to do with plant-based beauty too, is exactly like you said, the long form content. So I would create a blog post and then I would use that exactly like you said, repurpose it in as many places as possible. So I have a blog post, which is hopefully driving some SEO, some people who are maybe searching for certain questions on Google to that blog, and then hopefully having them purchase from that blog too. But then putting that blog and having that be the focus of an email. Cool. I just made my email writing process a hell of a lot easier because I can add a quick mini paragraph and get people to click and read the blog post, easy peasy, and then take that blog post and cut it up into a few different pieces of content. I can take this one lengthy lengthy blog post and probably have four or five posts for the next week that will just dive deeper and that will also link people to go back to the blog, which is a website for them to purchase. So I love essentially what you're saying is just planning ahead and being super smart with what we do instead of being reactive, being proactive, having these like processes or whatever in place that's conducive to how you work, how you show up to make your business just easier on you, especially during like the crazy holiday time when things are just all over the place and we have a million things to do. Yeah. And you know, from a long form content perspective,
1: like I can speak to, it can feel like, okay, I wrote this blog. Nobody's reading it. What was the point? But that's where the SEO comes into play and the keyword research. And that's where then having a repurposing plan becomes that much more important. And if you have to take a break from social media and don't post for a week or two weeks or even a month, so you can create some blog posts, you're doing your business a favor. Because that blog post is going to live on your website forever. You can refresh it next year and use it again. Where that social media post, it's gone in 24 hours and you're not getting any credit for it. And so that's a big kind of mindset shift I see with business owners of like, if we don't post today, that's okay. Let's take the time Mm -hmm. to plant some seeds that are going to help our business into the future.
0: Yeah. And I really like the strategy too, because I think it even can go one step further for the person who's at this stage of hire someone to do the blog post for you, get someone who's an expert on that topic. So that's what I used to do with plant-based beauty too, is I actually had a friend um, who was getting into blogging and I gave her some topics and she was phenomenal at writing and she would do it. And then how much easier is it to have a social media manager that repurposes it for you? Because now the yeah. social media manager isn't trying to come up with concepts out of thin air. Their job is, okay, cool. Here's a blog post. My job is to kind of cut into pieces and make it fit social media, change some things, change the call to action or what you want people to do. And now you're starting to build this amazing machine where you even can take a little bit of a step back and have your emails, your blogs, your social media taken care of a bit for you. So yeah. I really like this because I don't talk about this much on the podcast. I don't really talk about blogging too much in general, even though I did use it for plant-based beauty. I don't talk about it too much. So I'm really glad that you brought this up just as like a great refresher and great way for people to streamline and think about their business. Now, one thing I do
1: was we talked about those different containers and like understanding the intensity that you can maintain, like knowing that for a product-based business, you could start with, let's say you give yourself a goal of two blogs a month and do that for a year. Well, a year later, you could do one blog a month and then just refresh those other ones. And so you don't have to pump out content like forever and ever at this crazy breakneck pace, but you want to build up content and then continue to add to it, but refresh and repurpose. Mm,
0: I love it. Such a good idea. Working smarter, not harder. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you mentioned this awesome holiday content planner and you mentioned that there are some like different campaigns. Can you just give us an example of what one of those campaign topics may be that's holiday specific? Yeah. So it could be like our
1: top 10 gifts, And Mm -hmm. every day we're going to feature a gift or it could be, you know, think about, I'm sure you've identified your ideal customer and you probably even have like a couple variations of those. So it could be like, we're going to spend a whole week talking about gifts for the hostess, or we're going to spend an entire week talking about gifts for like the seventh grader. If you, I don't like, if you have stuff for teenagers, I mean, I don't know, but you kind of break it down. Or, you know, if you're a, clothing brand, you know, you could have an entire campaign or a week that's about what to wear to a holiday party. Or if you sell PJs, like Christmas morning looks, and that kind of just gives you that theme. It's like a theme that you can break down into other things. And what it does is it helps your brain think about the content in a more streamlined way. And so then you're not just like, haphazardly throwing spaghetti at the wall, but you have a strategic system that makes it easier for you to create. And then it also makes it easier for your consumer to like digest and understand. And we know people are inundated with content. like They see so much content. So if they're seeing the same kind of theme from you over and over, they're more likely to remember it and for it to make an impact versus just like a one-time thing. And then they're like, oh, like I like didn't even realize you talked about that. Um, so that's where those holiday campaigns – and it's going to be different depending upon the products that you sell. But finding ways to kind of create those themes throughout your content.
0: Mm, I love that idea. And I love how you said like top 10 gifts – and how to really connect with your target audience and what are the things that that they're purchasing and would you also say this is a good a good potential way for someone to also potentially promote other businesses and create like this reshare opportunity so for example if you own i'm going to pick an easy example like me skincare i could have created a blog about top 10 gifts for your best friend and one of them could be an item like skincare. And then it could be a ton of other items from other small businesses. And then when I share that on social media, I could tag those businesses and then they can reshare and they can get people to my blog too. So is that something that you see as a potential there as well? Yeah, absolutely. I
1: love the idea of using your gift guide as your entire anchor for the holiday season. And one of those proponents of the gift guide can be gifts we love from other brands and link out to some of those, you know, other collaborator, collaboration partners that make sense that go along with what you do and they do the same for you and, and you have those collaborations. And if you're, you know, getting on Harrow or you're getting in, You know, you've got opportunities to be on other people's gift guides, then you can share, like, hey, we're featured in such and such gift guide. Take a look at all the great things that they recommend. And you can tag some of those other businesses. And that helps you from a visibility perspective. So, you know, and the thing about gift guides, we really want to start building out our gift guides like in July. Like Mm -hmm. Christmas in July is a thing because that's when retailers need to be starting to map it out. And then creating the content in September and October, because really the holiday shopping season starts in October and we can share and sprinkle in that content in October. And then like November and December, like we're going full on and we're, you know, resharing, repurposing, amplifying the gifting message. And if you've never done a gift guide, the very first one you do, it's okay if it's just a PDF. It's okay if it's like a one blog post. But then maybe next year it's a landing page. And then maybe the next year it evolves a little bit more and it can get more robust each year. But that absolutely should be your anchor for all of your holiday content.
0: Mm Yes, I love it so much. Such a great tip. So I know your Instagram handle is The Consistency Corner. So as we talk about creating content and social media and all of these amazing opportunities, do you have any tips for people who maybe struggle with being consistent in any of these avenues? I think you've already gave us a couple, but I just wanted to open it up and see if there's um, any other tips that you want to share just about being consistent during this busy time of the year. Yeah,
1: you know, one of the things that I speak to is this called the success equation. And any result that you're trying to get is the, it's you get it from these four main ingredients. And those ingredients are time plus consistency plus intensity multiplied by belief. So number one, our mindset is super important. If you're going into creating content or posting on social or sending emails with the mindset of like, this is terrible, this is not gonna work, well, then it's not gonna work. So that's like the multiplier that we have to work on first, but then those consistency and intensity ingredients are really important because we want to be consistent at an intensity we can maintain. And that's where, you know, talking about those 90 day plans, we want to figure out what's an intensity that we can maintain consistently over this quarter. You know, if you're training for a marathon and you've been sitting on the couch Mm -hmm. and you're like, okay, now I'm going to run 10 miles every single day. And you go out and do it the first day, the second day, the third day. And now you have shin splints. Like you can't maintain that intensity. But if the intensity is I'm just going to walk around the block once a day, every day. Well, that's not intense enough to get us to the results that we want. So finding the balance between those two. And I, like everybody, way overestimate my own capacity and bandwidth. And I see this from my clients all the time when we do content planning. They'll be like, oh yeah, yeah. I can post seven days a week. I can send emails four times a week. I can write three blog posts a month. Mm -hmm. And then we'll meet a month later and they're like, I didn't do anything. And I'm like, (laughs) that's because you set yourself up at an intensity you can't maintain. And so being realistic with your bandwidth, And saying, what is the intensity that I can actually maintain consistently for an entire quarter, and then reevaluate, that's the trick to being consistent.
0: I love it. I love that entire equation. And I love how you started with belief because I think that's such a big part of it, too. I mean, huge part of it. So I think that's just going to be so helpful for the person listening. So thank you so much, Ruthie. I would love to ask one final question just for you to share where people can follow along, find you and learn more about you.
1: Yeah. So Instagram is my platform of choice. So you can find me hanging out there at the consistency corner. And then I also am the host of the consistency corner podcast where you can get marketing and mindset tips along with some unfiltered uh, mompreneur conversations about the behind the scenes for a small business owner.
0: Oh my gosh. Awesome. I'll make sure to link that in the show notes and also the holiday content planner so people can find it. Um, And thank you so much for being a guest on the product based podcast. Yes. Thanks for having
1: me. This was so much fun.
0: I want to exclusively invite you to my free training happening on Monday, May 20th at 11 o'clock AM Pacific, where you will learn how to create a thriving handmade business without relying on markets. Now, if you're like most small business owners that I work with, chances are when you're at a market selling in person, talking to a customer, and that customer has a chance to see, touch, feel, smell, try your product and ask you questions, then the sales come somewhat easy. However, when it comes to creating that type of online sales and that online environment, when customers are finding your products and purchasing your products and having that come easy, it may be a totally different story, which is exactly why I'm hosting this free training that you can register for at monicalittlecoaching.com slash live. You're going to learn how to actually stand out in a saturated online space so you can connect with online shoppers over your competitors to actually get more online sales and carve out a space for you on the internet that is what we're going to be talking about in this free training on how to create a thriving handmade business without relying on markets i hope to see you there on may 20th at 11 o'clock a.m pacific this is a one-time free live event you better get you over to monicalittlecoaching.com slash live so you can register and get the details and i can't wait to see you there